The NBA Finals are heating up. Looking for hot takes on all the postseason action? The Old Man and the Three, presented by BMW, is the podcast to listen to for the ultimate finals coverage. Host and former NBA sharpshooter J.J. Redick not only has a plugged-in perspective on the action from his time in the league, but he's also announcing the games in real time for ESPN. J.J. has the ultimate insider point of view, and he's taking you along for the ride as he breaks down the best defensive schemes, dunks, and drives from each game. And speaking of incredible drives, there's no better place to tune into your new favorite podcast, The Old Man and the Three, than in a standard-setting BMW. Luxury meets power to create a wholly new driving experience. Push the limits this NBA season with the brand that set the ultimate standard. BMW, the ultimate driving machine. Hey guys, Derek here. This week on the podcast, we've got kind of a cool deal, so I want to give you the rundown first. Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday of last week, the Hale Varsity and Herdak crews spent most of the days at Memorial Stadium for our yearbook photo shoot. So on Friday, I recorded a special pod with our amazing photographer, Paul Bellinger, about that shoot, just the environment surrounding it. That's what you're about to hear. On this upcoming Friday, that's June 8th, we'll put out another pod kicking off a three-part miniseries where we preview this season's opponents each week. We'll do non-conference, western teams, eastern teams. That's also a section of the yearbook. All this week on HaleVarsity.com, you can get preview stories as we prepare for the yearbook's release, so make sure you're looking out for those as well. Basically, the whole staff has been killing it these last few weeks, putting together our annual mega-stuffed, everything you need to know to get you through the summer magazine that's set to come out later in June. So without further ado, let's get into the pod with Paul. What is up, everybody, and welcome into the Varsity Club podcast. Derek here. We're podcasting on location this week. We are inside the fourth floor at Memorial Stadium. No Greg Smith today, but I got Paul Bellinger with me. Yeah. What's up, man? Thanks for having me over here, Derek. I'm happy to have you. Paul is uh, shooting the the Husker photo shoot. I guess, is that the name for it? Yeah, this is the 2018 Hale Varsity yearbook shoot. Yep. We're actually on set right now up here on the fourth floor uh, on the west side of the stadium. And uh, we got a huge setup in here, and there's about five different outlets up here that are shooting for different media outlets and whatnot. But yeah, we've been up here. This is our third day. We're right in the middle of our third day. We're having lunch, and we're going to wrap it up today about four. Yeah, we got we, the last three days we've had 50, 60 or so guys come through. We're going to have more yeah. later. Yeah, I lost count of how many people we've actually had. We'll count it up at the end. Uh, typically, the last two years, we've shot about 100 players at this. And I think this year we're getting a few less, um, but but uh, still it's going to be a high number, like 70, 80 people. And I think you've days. gone through like 10, 15 shirts by now? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so it's hot in here. Uh, we have huge windows, and so it's heating up in the afternoons. And I'm just a hustler when I'm shooting. I'm just like working so hard that I'm just like dripping sweat. So yeah, I got like four shirts hanging up over here that I sweated through already today. <laughs> yeah, I was watching. I was watching you yesterday, and you were like, you were on the ground, laying on your back, and then you like pulled yourself up. And I was like, he's getting an ab workout, ab workout. just shooting pictures. Yeah, quad workout all the time. I'm always like flexing in some weird position. Uh, laying down on the ground, sliding around. I don't use any zoom lenses or anything, so I got to zoom with my feet. I got to move in, move out. And then I'm always like kind of holding my breath, not doing great breathing dur- during the shooting. And then next thing you know, I'm just dripping with sweat. You right. Know? It's like right before. So, but that's just how it is. That's, I sweat even if it's cold outside, but it's especially bad here because it's really hot in here. The AC is not really working that great. They got some construction going on. And like I said, we got huge windows and we're on the fourth floor. So, 
all the heat's coming up here. Yeah, construction that they're working on, they're replacing all the glass inside the suites on the fourth floor. Uh, we were told that construction on the lights are going to start on Monday, and they're pretty hopeful that those should be done by, uh, at least in time for them to start the Friday Night Lights camp. Those start on June 15th and June 22nd. Uh, the guy that we were talking to said that as long as they've got at least half of the stadium ready to go, Frost wants to do that Friday Night Lights camp, so they should be good. I want to ask you, because you've got kind of a unique little bit of access when you're with these players because everybody loves you because you're taking Thanks. I mean you're taking fire pictures uh, and they want that and you just have you, you are really good at like crafting this uh, this environment that makes players feel comfortable yeah and so they're talking to you and you're yeah. talking to them and just chatting with guys what has been uh, I mean what what are you hearing from guys what, what are your impressions of the guys that you've seen, who's stood out to you? Just kind of talk about, you know. Yeah. Um, I did a talk about question. Just for <laughs> what sure, are you seeing? For sure. Um, so, like you said, like, we try to create an environment where people can come up here and relax, uh, where there's a lot of energy. And I try to get them to, you know, open up to me a little bit. And I just pry, ask some little questions here and there. Um, and so far, what I've been noticing for one, I mean, every time this time of year, there's a ton of energy. There's a ton of optimism. It's kind of like the bad taste of last season's out of your mouth right now. And all you're looking forward to is summer ball and then and then getting into the fall, you know. So, But I would say that um, there's definitely a new energy. They got a little edge to them. And I think one thing, there's two, two big things that I noticed is that a lot of guys are coming in and they're looking jacked, like bigger than last year, even bigger. Um, so several guys, they come in and I say, man, you're looking huge. They're like, yeah, I gained like 20, 25 pounds of muscle over just in the last, like, you know, since Frost has been here. Yeah, just since December. Just since December. Yeah. They've been gaining weight. They've been putting on muscle. And then the second thing is that everyone is just saying that they're having a lot of fun. That they're just like, even though they're working really hard, they're also having fun. Which I think the combination of those two things, like, usually if someone's getting worked really hard, they're not having fun, you know. But the fact that they are having fun and they're they're really buying into the workouts, the work ethic, all of that stuff. Um, it seems like they really kind of have an edge. Um, as far as players that have really been impressive, uh, there's been a lot of them. I mean, I love everyone, you know, so I don't want to say anything, you know. And I, right. I have my favorite guys, but certainly it looks like DBs uh, are looking deep again. Um, it looks like the receiving core is crazy, you know. Um, and then yeah, we got some running backs now too. Yeah, I mean, just met Jalen Bradley. He looks huge. I mean, he looks amazing. Yeah. He's got just like this focus in his eyes that I just love. Um, and then you know we had Greg was coming through right before that, and he he's also looking great. And of course we got all our our same guys from last year. We haven't seen Trey Bryant yet, but we saw Wilbon, and he was smooth as ever. Um, he looks even bigger. Yeah, he's like he, thick. He, he's not he's a, a sp- yeah. He's thick. a little thick guy. He's a thick guy. He yeah. is thick, and he's definitely looking bigger. I mean, he's so he's definitely stacking up. Divine came through, you know. So so our 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 guys that have been here, been there, done that, like Divine and Ozigbo, they're or, or uh, Wilbon, you know, they're looking great. But the young guys too. I mean, I can't wait to see Jalen Bradley. I mean, he just looks like an animal. So, um, and then you know, DBs are always having fun. It, it looks like Lamar and Boodle. I mean, Boodle was very impressive. I mean, yeah. he had a laser focus. Uh, he had a really tight fade in his hair that looked amazing, you know. <laughs> so so he looked like he was really fresh and on point. 
Uh, and he was telling us that. So he was telling us that the coaching staff had to tell him to stop hitting people. Yeah. Uh, he was getting in too many fights this spring. They and said so he, quit hitting people so hard and stop fighting so much. Yeah. So I just think like, man, what, I love that edge. Yeah, you want that in your cornerback. I love that edge in the mm-hmm. cornerback, you know. And then Lamar, he was just like the big kid that he is, you know, just like happy-go-lucky and just so long and lanky, you know. So I can't wait to see him really come into his body, come into his own uh, during this season. So I think that's going to be pretty awesome. Uh, D-line, you know, they always bring the heat when they come in. Uh, We had the Davis brothers come through yesterday, and I just always love their energy. I love their optimism, and I just love how nice guys they are. They're just nice and polite. Like, yeah. you can just tell they just come from a great family. Um, One of the guys that I noticed the most on the defensive line was DeAndre Thomas. Oh, he yeah. He looks super trim from last year. Yeah. He looks like he's in really, really good mm-hmm. shape. He's got a weird hairdo, and we're going to give him junk about that. But. Yeah. <laughs> I like it. I like all the weird hairdos and stuff. Like, I like it when someone, like, puts their little signature, you know, um, unique look in his hair but yeah he looked like he was in great shape like he's definitely been getting the cardio in yeah and he played he played mostly a defensive tackle in his freshman season last year he told me that he has officially moved outside he's going to play only d end um he and and i asked him about it i said you feel comfortable there and he's like yeah that's that's me that's what i want to play i'm not a nose guard i'm not a defensive tackle that's good so that might be good for him going forward um damian daniels looks big yeah he looks big yeah for Uh, sure for those that were wondering because we didn't i didn't say it but deandre like shaved the sides in the back of his head but there's this small little patch yeah the the nape of his neck yep uh of hair and a little furball he's got a little furball sticking out yeah he he said nobody does it so he wanted to be different yeah and I, i mean he got down to the he shaved the rest with a razor or something i mean it was really tightly done so I like it. I like that kind of stuff. I think it good, it's good. It shows off their personality. One thing about these shoots, you know, I kind of just like how every guy kind of wears the uniform a little different, you know, does their hair a little different. I like the things that make them unique, you mm-hmm. know, so I really like to embrace that. We got some good shots. Uh, he specifically wanted me to get a picture of his hair, yeah. so it was pretty cool. I like it when they come in with stuff like that. Yeah. I want to ask you, because we've seen all four of the quarterbacks now. Yeah. So we got Adrian Martinez mm-hmm. um, on the first day, and then I think the the second day we got we had bunch on the we had first bunch day as on well. The first day too, yeah. And then on the second day we got Tristan Jebbia, and we got Noah Vedral. Yeah, Vedral was our last guy. I want to ask you about him first. Yeah, he's only nineteen. Yeah, he's a guy that came here from Central Florida. He's a Nebraska native. His his family has roots here, um, but he went to Central Florida yeah. for his freshman season. Yeah, his back. His uncle is on the wall right behind us, holding up. Uh, uh, Tom Osborne, Dr. you know, Tom. so yeah. uh, he came over and pointed out all the history and stuff. So, I mean, I, I come in here and take a selfie in front of that picture every time. I didn't even know it was his uncle in that picture. But uh, we talked with him for a good hour or so. And, I mean, just so smart, smart as a whip. I never would have guessed. I mean, because I just kind of assume when you get a transfer that they're going to be a little bit older you know, they have a little bit of experience. And so I just kind of, you know, talking to him, you get the sense that he's, you know, 22 year old or something and he seems so mature. So, so, uh, I'm really impressed with his IQ level. I mean, very, very impressive. And just, just that he's rooted in the tradition that he feels really at home here. So I think this is going to be a great place for him. Sounded like he's going to be sitting out this year. Um, but I can't wait to see because he knows the Frost playbook already. He's already been with Frost. He already knows how to do it. He's looked up to um, Frost's quarterbacks at Oregon. 
uh, he was mentioning that you know he would he would look at like Mariota as a as a real inspiration for him because he's a little bit of a smaller size guy. Mm-hmm. Um, and he always wanted to be with Frost, so so it's just amazing that he got to play for him at UCF, and then now he's here, you know. So I can't wait. I think his ceiling is extremely high. I think he's got nothing but upside. And uh, what about the uh, what about Adrian Martinez? Because Adrian is even younger. He's only yeah. eighteen. What were your impressions? Of yeah, him? he definitely seemed younger to me. He seemed like just he kind of reminded me of Lamar a little bit, of just like a happy-go-lucky kid you know, smiling and all of that kind of stuff, but also just very poised. I mean, we didn't, we put them through the photo shoot with me. I mean, I usually take a good 10 minutes and put them through the ringer, a bunch of poses, a bunch of lighting, different stuff. And he handled it all like a pro. I mean, just so smooth. Like he, like he, it wasn't the first time that he's done a photo shoot like that, even though it probably was, you know? So I really thought it's same with him. Like, just the maturity level for someone that is so young he looks younger though Mm -hmm. you know so naturally i i I knew when i first saw him that he was going to be one of the younger guys that we have uh but yeah he was very he was very mature as well and of course i thought he looked amazing in the spring game you know so i can't wait to see that next year so um and then bunch you know he's got some maturity with him you know and he looks like he's got thick legs like he's a good little runner, you know, and he, and I remember watching him in spring game. He was really smooth, you know. He's got the smoothness. And Andrew surprised me because when we got him for media availability, we got him one time during the spring, and it was really like he was very very subdued. Um, it was a lot of coach speak. There wasn't a lot of um, no flash. There wasn't no no flash. That's a yeah. really good way of putting it. And it just seemed like. Part of it, maybe looking back on it, maybe now it seems like he's re- he was just uncomfortable in that setting because mm-hmm. he had a bunch of cameras in his face. But when we yeah. when we got him in here, and I mean, him and I just stood off at the side while you were getting pictures of somebody else, and we just chatted and 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 you know talked it up for like five ten minutes. And, yeah. and he you know he's taking summer classes, he's taking sign language. Yeah. Um, he just seemed very much more comfortable yeah um so yeah he was totally comfortable with me i photographed him before last year um and so we kind of had a little bit of rapport and everything so we were able to run through the shoot pretty quick i mean he kind of has that kind of a hard hat go to work kind of mentality is what i kind of felt from him but just a super nice guy and like i mean he's He's trying to get out there. He's not like believing the hype about any other quarterback. He's he's gonna try as hard as he can to get out there. He's not settling for a second string or anything like that. Mm-hmm. So I like that. He's got a little bit of a swagger, and I think he. I mean, I think it's we're saying that all of these guys seem pretty mature for their age, you know. But certainly, he definitely is the oldest and most mature on the team. So I think that really shows. He is the oldest, right? Because what he's like a. He's coming to be in his junior year him now. And, uh, him and Jebbia will be the same class. Well, Jebbia is a, okay. a redshirt freshman, but they've both been here for two years. Okay, okay, that's right. Um, let's talk about something that you and I kind of just kind of chatted about off 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 the off the air yesterday when we were talking. We talked about kind of the differences between Scott and Mike Riley mm-hmm. as it relates to how they interact with this team. Mm-hmm. Um, you said that Scott feels like like he. Physically, he looks like he could just go out on the field and yeah, play right now with them. Exactly. Um, and you you said that guys are saying that he's working out with them um, in mm-hmm. like weight rooms and stuff like that. What are you hearing from them as it relates to Scott. their impressions of Scott? So, I mean, what we've been here, what I've been hearing from afar is just that you know they've been 
working them to death. They're just like really working them hard. Like some guys went to the hospital and stuff based on the workouts were so hard. Mm -hmm. So of course I'm asking these guys, I'm like, you know, how hard is it? Is it, you know, and how serious is he? Is he just like constantly pushing you constantly, you know, like just making you work and work and work and it's no fun. And they're, they said exactly the opposite. They said that they like, they're having fun working out with him, that he's a player's coach, and that as soon as he takes the whistle off, he's just a kid like them, you know, just another football guy that wants to have a good time. He's like a grown kid, just like them. So I think the distinction kind of between him and Mike Riley is just kind of that sense of that now you've got a coach that is closer to your age that you can kind of relate to a little bit more, probably relates to the younger kids a little bit more because because of that. And and he just seems like a cool guy. Like people are just saying he's cool, he's fun. You know, they want to be around him, they want to hang out with him, they want to be seen with him, you know. And versus I think Mike Riley just kind of had that a little bit more of a veteran, an older sort of uh, like like my uncle as opposed to my older brother, you know, kind of yeah, approach. Yeah, the, the thing we talked about was yeah. like dad versus brother. Yeah, exactly, dad versus brother. And it's like Mike Riley, I mean, like he took him to the Chance concert or he took him to the Kendrick Lamar concert and he, he was on stage with Chance and stuff like that. He kind of, in a sense, in my view from afar again, is that he kind of had to do those things so that he could look cool and look younger and have players relate to him that even though he's however old was he seven years old or something 60s or 70s late, so he looks and but he looks older than he, he looks older is. than he is mm-hmm. and everything and, and and so you know he probably has to kind of put a little more effort into getting the kids to kind of relate to him um whereas i feel like frost he just kind of exudes that you know and so the kids just naturally want to they think he's cool and like like noah was saying i mean he grew up just really thinking how cool everything at Oregon was, Mm -hmm. you know, the Nike stuff, like the flashy uniforms, looking good all the time, stuff like that. That's what I think Scott also brings that, that he dresses a little bit more hip. He dress, you know, um, he just, he just gets the kids a little bit more, um, gets the youth culture a little bit better. Yeah. It's a facelift. It's, it's kind of like what's, what's happening to Memorial stadium right now where it's getting a little bit of Mm -hmm. modernization. Like I feel like that was what happened to the coaching staff was it was just, it was a modernization and a, and a, uh, youth movement. Yeah, totally a youth movement. Um, and I don't know a whole ton about the staff, but I know a lot of those guys were sort of like that staff was just put together at UCF. Mm -hmm. So they're still fresh and young. And, but it's funny to say too, that it's kind of a facelift, but at the same time, it's a guy that's, that we've all known for a long time. You know, he's like one of the good old boys around here, Scott Frost, you know? So in a sense, I mean, it, it kind of like a lot of people here, a lot of the older people here relate to him. A lot of the younger people relate to him. So, I mean, it's just like, he's a perfect match. Yeah. What did you think of Jojo Doman when he came through? Oh, Jojo brought the heat big time. Yeah, he had all the extra sauce for yeah. sure. <laughs> he brought it big time. And what I loved about him, he had a younger guy with him. Um, Ethan Cox. Ethan Cox, yeah. And I love seeing these older guys kind of taking the younger guys under their wing and showing them how to do things, you know, even things like how to go through a photo shoot, you know, because Jojo's been through here a few times. I've shot him, I think, at last two years or at least the last year. Mm-hmm. And um, so he knew what he was getting into. He was ready for it. He came in and just like lit the place up. Like he just brought the energy level so high. But beyond the fact that his hair looked awesome, he had a great fade, he had a good part put in and everything, had his hair done right, and that he was just jumping around, dancing and bringing all the energy, he looked big. He looks ripped. He looked so big. Mm-hmm. I mean, I was like, damn, I do not want to get hit by that guy. You know? And then, like I said, I mean, just the maturity level of 
take a guy under your wing and bring him in, show him how it's done, let him, sh- you know, because some of the young freshmen and stuff, this is the first time they've done a photo shoot, you know, they don't really know what to expect, they don't know how to act, really, you yep. know, and he kind of just came in and showed him like, this is how you do it, and so I always love that. Um, and there's a, on JoJo, there's a note on JoJo on the Varsity Club forum um, that Husker fans will probably want to read. There are a couple notes on, on his recovery and how things are going. Um, he told me that he's, he's cleared for everything but contact. Um, so he's going through summer workouts. He's really excited to be back going through summer workouts. It's been a long rehab for him. He tore that ACL uh, last April. Mm-hmm. Um, but, and he, he said he's, he should be ready for fall camp, which is a really good thing. Yeah, I mean, there was no sign of injury whatsoever. I mean, he was jumping around, dancing, you know. Yeah, doing the only everything. thing that would tell you that he, you know, had any kind of injury was, I mean, he ha- he has the scar on his knee. Yeah. And I just knew to look for it because I have the exact same scar on my knee. Yeah. Um, I didn't even notice. I mean, he he was extremely mobile. Yeah. I mean, and he looked like an animal. So. And, and that's going to be good because that, that secondary needs um, some depth. Yeah, for sure. Some help. I mean, he... He definitely was very, very impressive. I mean, I think a lot of those guys, um, the other guy that always impresses me is Mo Berry, you know, just because, you know, physically he's just a specimen. I mean, he's just like so big, but I love his focus too, you know, and he always says the right things. I'm always asking him stuff, trying to get him to like be a little flashy or showboat or something like say something but he just says you know we got to earn it on the field we got to earn it on the field I'm always giving him I'm always trying to get him to come up with a nickname for the linebackers you know and he's always like no he's like we'll come up with one once we earn it I remember that you moment know? and, and he thought- told me that at the end of last year too after the Iowa game I was like I was like you know we got the gorilla whiteouts and stuff like what's up with the uh the linebackers you know what's your nickname gonna be and he's like well, he's like we're gonna we're not gonna come up with a nickname until we earn it on the field and I just, I mean, I'm giving him every chance to, like, shine in front of me. But he, he always takes the humble route, you know. And so, to me, I mean, I've, he's been a guy that I've admired since I started doing this three years ago. Um, and he's just gotten bigger and bigger. And I just love that he's kept a level head. That's awesome. You know, because there's no question that he's a beast. He's really good. Yeah. I, I think he's going to be really good this year. Yeah. What has been your, what's been your favorite shoot? What's been the most entertaining? The most entertaining? Well, so far, I mean, we've had a few things happen that have been pretty crazy. Like when the D-line came through yesterday, I mean, we had everyone on, everyone from the D-line basically on the set at once. Five guys, Deshaun and... The Davis twins, yeah. DeAndre Thomas, Damian Daniels, and Deshaun Neal. Yeah, exactly. The and time. so they came in and lit it up. I mean, those are that's some big boys to have on the set all at once. Um, so that was really fun. It got really chaotic. We had a bunch of people just kind of sit. In fact, Noah Vedral was basically just sitting there watching the whole thing for, for 45 minutes or so before we finally got him on set. Um, so that was pretty amazing. Um, but, yeah, I mean, every everyone has been awesome so far. I mean, everyone has come over and given us our time. I've really enjoyed meeting all the, like, JUCO transfers that we don't really know, you know, kind of typically when we do this shoot, it's mostly a lot of guys that you already know from last year's shoot, you know, and then some some freshmen and stuff. But we actually got a lot of JUCO transfers. So it's really cool to see uh, all the talent that's coming in, you know. So to me that was really impressive too to just, like, Last year, I don't think I remember hardly anyone 
that were JUCO transfers, you know? So that's a good sign when I think, because back in the Polini era when we would get some JUCO transfers, it was awesome. I mean, we got Levante David through that, you well, know? So JUCO has been a thing that Nebraska has pulled from historically, and they didn't do it under Riley, and yeah, now there's been, I mean, Nebraska just added, he's not a JUCO, but he's a graduate transfer uh, from Utah. Nebraska's adding guys that aren't just straight freshmen from yes. high school. I want to ask you about this set that we're looking at. Oh, I'm yeah. going to try to paint a picture of it. We've got just a rainbow. It's like a color explosion yeah. on this set um, yeah. that, that you're shooting from. It's going to go in the, the – all these images are going to be in the Hale Varsity yearbook edition. Um, mm-hmm. I want to ask you, what was the inspiration behind this set? Mm-hmm. How did you put this all together? Well, I'll tell you, actually. The inspiration came from Derek Peterson. Uh, he, <laughs> sent, he sent me a tweet. He tweeted me and Brandon, the editor-in-chief over here. Um, he tweeted out this picture of James Harden from a GQ shoot. And uh, it was just all colorful and like pink on pink, sequin shorts, stuff like this. And it was like, hey, let's do something colorful this year, you know? So we kind of took that as a starting point. As And I was basically like, okay, are you guys for real? You really want to do color? Or do you want to stick with the kind of canvas gray stuff that we've been doing in years past? And everyone agreed that it's time to switch it up, do something different, and really have a big coming out party this year for the magazine. And so... After we kind of, I kind of was like, okay, wrapping my head around, let's go ahead and do something in color because that's a little bit out of my wheelhouse. Um, I was really looking forward to the challenge. So I did a ton of research on some, a lot of photographers that use a lot of color and then kind of just put my own spin on it, tried to kind of take that GQ shoot with James Harden um, and just use that as a jumping off point. And then also trying to do something that's feasible because it's great when you only have to shoot one player and you can run them through like five different outfits, you know, and you can do a Gucci sweater floral pattern on a floral backdrop. But obviously we don't have that luxury. We're shooting like 20 dudes a day and we can't change the lighting around too much, things like that. So um, I came up with a concept where we have three huge rolls of seamless paper and then we've got about five smaller rolls and we're just moving them all around so that we're just making a different rainbow of colors and each guy we're shooting them on like four or five different colors so when the magazine comes out there's going to be a ton of color in all the backgrounds but then the guys the way that they're lit it's still like that signature Hill Varsity yearbook style lighting that we've done in the past two years where it's a little shadowy, a little edgy, uh, a little moody, and just kind of making the, trying to make the guys look badass, you know, and like that's what everyone wants is that they want to look badass even if they're standing in front of a pink backdrop, you know, Um, so that's what we're doing this year, and so far everybody's been loving it, Um, the players have been really digging the change up from us because I think they're probably expecting us to kind of do the same kind of thing I've done the last two years, but bigger. Each year it keeps getting bigger and bigger. So, in fact, we're taking up about half the, half the floor up here. Yeah, this set is huge. Yeah, this set's definitely like probably 50 feet wide by 30, 40 feet deep. So it's a pretty big set, um, which is great because then we can, I mean, we're, with the Hill Varsity yearbook, we're filling something like 50, 60 pages of content. And so, and it's all the same shoot. So it's a real challenge for me to make it each player, each player's pictures look different, you know? Um, And it's a real struggle sometimes 
you know, to when you're just using a simple backdrop or simple set to make it look really different. So in this case, it's been, it makes the shooting actually a lot easier for me because just by simply moving around a little bit, I get different color backdrops. Um, so yeah, it's been really great. The guys have loved it. They've all come through picking out their favorite colors. We got some, some floral pattern chairs and stuff for them to check out and stuff. And they're really, I mean, the guys know that when they come to our set, they can do whatever they want. We're going to be blasting music and it's going to be like a party. And so uh, some guys really embrace that and come through and really just jump around and be really creative. And that's why we're going to be able to get so much different looking content for the yearbook. And so that no two pictures in there are going to look that similar. Definitely. Yeah. So that's cool. There's been a lot of guys that have come through and just had some fun there's yeah. one guy that came through and just looked like he was very uncomfortable with the whole thing and that was will yeah. honus mm-hmm. um we got him two two days ago yeah the first honus. day or the second day yeah he had some intensity man man that guy i mean i wonder what his vision is because man his eyes i mean he was just looked like he had an eagle eye uh and he was just it's super intense um i like that in a guy you know i like i, I like all the guys you know And I like what makes them different, you know. Some people have huge personalities. Um, Some people have huge bodies, you know. I mean, it's all different. And so Honus, uh, he seemed seemed a little bit scary to me just based on how laser-focused he was. I mean, like, and we have, just to give you a sense, too, I mean, we're not just have one photographer on set. I mean, I'm on set shooting the stills, but then we've got a couple of Hill Varsity people, Chris Gorman's over here getting behind the scenes video, getting boomerangs. We've got a boomerang booth set up. So there's a lot of chaos and commotion kind of going around on the set. I think we've got, you know, we've got a couple of assistants. We're moving chairs in and off the set, stuff like there's always guys hanging out and stuff like that. But so with Honus, during all that chaos and commotion, I mean, he never broke eye contact with me. I mean, he was just so laser focused. So, so yeah. And then, you know, we try not to torture them for too long if they're not feeling it. But typically, almost everyone comes out of their shell at some point during the shoot. Yeah. You know, yeah, definitely. And sometimes we get help. Um, you know, Finn was was not really feeling it. He was like kind of a turtle in a shell. And then Avery just was like just making him laugh so much on set that he just popped out of his shell and like started. We got some great pictures of him that I don't think we would have been able to get if it wasn't for the other guys uh, standing around set and having a good time. And that kind of comes back to the whole concept of the shoot that you mentioned before is that my, my philosophy on doing shoots like this is to just create an environment that's fun. You know, create an environment where they want to hang out, where they want to give us an extra five minutes, you know, and just and then just as soon as I get someone on set, I just go hard until they walk off set. And I just basically uh, shoot and shoot and shoot and shoot and just work it as hard as I possibly can. And I think when they see me like dripping in sweat, working that hard, you know, they they don't they feel like they got to give it a little extra as well you know and so and then the environment is conducive to that because everyone is hanging out and building each other up and giving each other props and stuff you know so i love it that's great yeah and i think the results are going to speak for themselves too i've seen a couple of early returns on the pictures and it's it's phenomenal so you're going to want to get uh get a magazine subscription get a yearbook yeah follow paul on instagram yeah i will link to his account in the in the description on the on the site yeah um Check out the Hill Varsity stories because I really think right now we're killing the stories. Uh, with the yeah, boomerang booth that mm-hmm. we have going right now, Chris Gorman and yourself and the other Hill Varsity people, 
those are just on fire the players are loving it they come up and they already have an idea that they want to do that they've been saving for their boomerang booth we're seeing a lot of Fortnite dances yeah so like this is one of those things where i'm an older guy so i got to find out what this Fortnite thing is all about because it looks like it's a lot of fun (laughs) from what they're doing so yeah it's been awesome but definitely those stories on the instagram account are gonna are just off the chain so definitely check that out right away before they disappear yeah, the Hill Varsity, the Herdat crew is, is killing it with Hill Varsity's Instagram, so follow that too. We've got some stuff on site. Um, Big Red Recon has been posted. Greg's got, I think, I guess Morse Nuggets is, is a term that we're just going to roll out every time now. So Greg's got some good stuff in there. Nebraska added a grad transfer, a defensive tackle from Utah, 460-pound bench press. So he is a monster that they're adding in there. Um, Nebraska basketball it was announced that they are heading to Clemson this season for the Big Ten ACC Challenge. Um, I remember talking to Tim Miles after the last season ended, and, and him and I were just kind of talking after a, after an interview that I had done for another story, and he said that they're not looking at anybody that's not quad two on their schedule this year. Um, I, it was Robin Washett from Rivals that had a report that uh, Nebraska's looking at Oklahoma State to add to the schedule this year, so they're looking at beefing up the schedule to avoid what happened last year. Um, so we've got all that on site. Mike Babcock has a really good story on Nebraska's history with junior college running backs. And uh, just get to Hale Varsity, read it, get to Instagram and follow Paul. Yeah. And uh, get a magazine when it comes out. Totally. Yep. Paul, enjoyed it. Thanks for coming yeah, on the podcast. Yeah, thanks so much, man. I really appreciate it. You had your podcast debut today. Yeah, exactly. I've never been on a podcast before. I really appreciate it, man. This is your first podcast yeah, ever? Yeah, ever. Yeah, I've never been on a podcast. We broke the seal. Yep. It's yep. happening now. So now I'm going to have to come back every Friday and join you guys. Yeah, there you go. We, we need to do like a late night beers with Paul session. All right, you know what? You just need to record me on set. You'll hear, Dude, some, that crazy, would be you'll hear some crazy stuff. <laughs> late night, late night Hail Varsity or Hail Varsity After Dark with yeah. Paul Bellinger. But I wanted to mention, too, about that grad transfer. We saw him. He came up here. Uh, we didn't get to photograph him. but um, We didn't he, know who it was. We didn't know who he was. He came up, and he was just in street clothes when Mo Berry was on set, and Mo recognized him. They must be friends or something. But uh, my impression was that he, he looked like, a, uh, like he was a strength coach. I mean, he looked huge. Mm-hmm. And then I was really surprised when you told me today that that's actually a grad transfer, that it's going to have two years of eligibility as a D-tackle for us. Yep. I mean, he is a full-grown man. It looks awesome. Yep. So how exciting. I mean, getting all these transfers, getting all this talent coming in. I mean, like Noah Vedral just comes immediately. Martinez is recruited. You know, Frost is like wins a championship and then immediately goes and recruits. I mean, it's just amazing. The excitement level is off the charts right now. That's awesome. We will be back Friday with uh, some more hashtag content. Paul, yep. thanks, man. Thank you, man. Appreciate it. Talk to you soon.